What's going on, beautiful people? I hope that wherever you are on this planet, you're doing fantastic. And I'm sending you all of my love, well wishes, prayers, and good vibes your way to you, your families, and friends. Wishing you all the best, the biggest blessings in the world. We have a fan favorite guest on, a personal favorite of mine. Also, Cal Washington is back. And we are talking about law, spirituality, freedom, and prophecy. This is a phenomenal episode. We talk about the Canadian Charter, the value, the value of knowing the law, um, some Canadian history, but then we go into Tartaria, the Book of Job, uh, Earth being an enclosure, uh, the Iwarnon documentary, um, the Bible's prophecy. We go into jurisdictions, uh, you know, get into demons, uh, the Black Cube of Saturn, uh, Hollywood, the Bible's harvest, and so much more. So this is a phenomenal episode. I know you're going to enjoy it, and if you do, please share it far and wide with your friends on any social media that you have, whether you use Facebook, MeWe, Gab, some other thing. Um, if you have any suggestions for me, what platform to use, let me know. I've been so scattered out there; it's been really just time-consuming um, posting all the content. Content. So I really rely on you guys to share the episodes and really appreciate that. If you do want to support the show, please take a moment, go over to iTunes, leave a review. Those are very helpful. Um, and you can also go to mattbelair.com, become a member, and you can chip in a, a dollar, three bucks, or you can even nine bucks, or you can get it for free if you just email me, matt at zenathlete.com. I back up all the um, shows over there and they kind of serve as a Patreon because unfortunately my Patreon was deleted, which is a huge kick in the nuts. Um, but you know, I'm going to keep doing the podcast and bring you the best guests and information that I can find. Um, for those of you guys who want to do a little bit of training with me, uh, as you know, I specialize in knowing your life purpose, getting into peak for performance. I'm um, just really helping people understand who they truly are, what they really want from their authentic levels of being, getting through all of these limitations, past traumas. So we've got the quantum heart hypnosis for that. We've got the soul compass. There's the uh, atomic alchemy mastermind and one-on-one -on -one coaching as well. So if you're really struggling with anything, if you want some help over a past issue or you want just clarity and then power on how to design and architect your life from your heart and being, just hit me up, matt at zenathlete.com or go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. There are a ton of resources over there for you to support you, including the hundreds and hundreds of episodes of this absolutely uh, amazing show that's got just so many great guests on there featuring their wisdom and knowledge uh, for you to improve your life. So that's it. Um, remember to do three kind acts wherever you are in the world today. That's the best way to support the show. And let's uh, just come into a state of peace and coherence before we dive into this episode. Wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and let it out slowly, filling every cell, muscle, and fiber of your being with peace, joy, contentment, power, courage, faith, and get ready to enjoy this absolutely epic episode with Cal Washington. Hello and welcome to the Mastermind, Body, and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. As you know, we are currently overcoming extreme censorship. So if you want to support this show, please share episodes far and wide. Uh, but the best thing that you can do is to do three kind acts wherever you are in the world today. Today's guest needs no introduction. He is the founder of the InPower Movement. Welcome back to the show, my friend, Cal Washington. Yeah, good to see you, Matt. I'm glad, <laughs> you too, I'm, man. Glad to, I'm glad to be here again. 
Yeah. Well, we're, you know, we're chatting and like working on some different things and, you know, you're always coming up and I feel like you're one of those people that I would just call, you know, whenever the state of the world is getting worse and worse, I just like, man, I just need to call you. So it's cool to, you know, do it in a podcast format so people can kind of, you know, literally hear the questions that I would want to ask you and, and, uh, you know, share them with other people. So there's so much going on in the, in the world right now. And I know that you work hard and I appreciate everything you're doing over at uh, empower movement. So I uh, suggest people check that out and, and your other interviews. And so I was down in Ottawa and, and that whole thing transpired and, and everybody's like looking for these solutions as we see the police brutality kind of, um, you know, go up and, and almost the government expose themselves for what they are, right? Waking up more people to say, hey, look, this is the state. This is one big mafia corporation and they will send goons after you um, and beat you down. So on one hand, I thought that this is really good so people can know what they're dealing with. But on the other hand, it's really frightening. And we have three new bills coming in Canada. One of them is like for censorship. One of them is for, and I think it's even like a pre-crime scenario where like if you, they think you're going to commit some hate speech, they can come take you out. And uh, they got one for universal basic income and then one for the digital ID. And for those who know what's going on, the digital ID is pretty frightening, right? They're lifting all the mandates so they can do the digital ID. So you're not going to register your car and all this stuff. So with all that being said, it can be a, a frightening scenario, especially if people don't understand the law, they want to take the mask off their kids and things like that. So as you've kind of seen the events in Ottawa happen and you see this legislation rolling out, um, how do you feel about all of that from uh, just like a, a freedom perspective and somebody who really understands the law? Like I assume with all of the legislation that's an act or a statute, if you know your stuff, it's not going to it's not going to affect you. But do you think if people don't know their stuff, it's going to affect them? Because I'm thinking yeah. about myself specifically with the hate speech or whatever, and I can't share this thing because it's, you know, it's censored, but it's, you know, I'm making myself a target, so to speak. Yeah. Um, if you, yeah, if you don't understand the law or if you don't read it, um, yeah, you're, you're going to go with the headline. I've noticed that, you know, lately, especially through the COVID thing, most of the stuff they pass is they put it out as a headline but the headline doesn't tell you the whole story. You actually have to go and read the actual act. And that's when that'll tell you, you know, what the exemptions are and all that. They don't, they don't put that in the headline. And most of us are just, you know, we've been trained over a long period of time or whatever has happened, but we, we tend to just go with headlines. It's kind of like the drive-through thing. We, you know, you want to just drive through, get them, get something to eat and, and move on. Right. Uh, spare me all the details. Um, so they hide the details in, um, it, it's in plain view, but you gotta, you gotta go and read it. And, um, and then and the more you understand acts, especially here in Canada, um, unless they've been given Royal assent, they're not, there's, there's nothing there. It's, it's, um, it's, it's fake if you want to put it that way. And with the Royal assent, I heard you on an episode with Beth Martins talking to Alphonse. And I think that's where you're saying that royal ascent hasn't happened in a long time um something canada goes back it's we're the hudson's bay yeah maybe you can clear that whole thing out right now right so well, how is canada going? it's a hudson's bay charter it's not the charter of rights that's a trick it's the bill of rights can you kind of explain that bag of worms <laughs> well the, the the issue that we have here is um in 1670 king charles i think it was uh the second um gave his cousin a charter which allowed him to run a full monopoly but that monopoly that's one thing 
but the monopoly looked like a country because he was able to create his own laws and enforce them and had courts, um, army, navy, forts with, with um, cannons and all that kind of stuff. So it was really, you couldn't distinguish it from a country um, as far as how it operated because it had that kind of power to, to create laws and enforce them. So <clears throat> that ran for about 200 years. And that's, that's a, it's a thing, you know, when you, when you think about it, um, everybody looks at the Hudson Bay company, like it was all oh, some historical thing, but it was actually pretty oppressive. And, um, and it ran for 200 years longer than the, the iteration that we have now, you know, called Canada. We haven't hit 200 years yet. So it ran longer. And then, and everybody knew it was a corporation. That's, that's the thing. So, you know, there was some dissension and people would shoot at them and, you know, like try and try and fight this thing. But there was a charter signed by a king where they were allowed to do it. Now, part of the, of the making of the laws, and you got to read the charter so you understand this, they couldn't make laws that were repugnant to the common law. So there was a, there was a limit to what they could do. Now, they did that anyway because they just got away with it, but they, they legally couldn't do it. So because there was so much dissension, some people were um, benefiting from the Hudson Bay Company, and so they were you know, all for it. Others were um, oppressed by it. And so to, to get rid of that whole thing of, uh, you know, that everybody knew it was a corporation because it was not hidden at that time. Like everybody knew it was, called the Hudson Bay Company. That wasn't its real name, but everybody called it that. And so you had no, no recourse. You couldn't do any trading without the, without the forts. You couldn't deal with the native people directly. You couldn't take any resources out of here without it going through the forts and they took their cut. So they owned everything. It was a full on monopoly. And, uh, and if you were caught um, you know, shipping goods out or, or dealing with the natives directly, you know, there was fines and jail and all that stuff. So it's very similar to what we have now. So the Queen Victoria created the Dominion because there was Rupert's land, which is the Hudson Bay Company land. And now they went way past where they were supposed to. Um, so there was a lot of, a lot of problems with the whole thing because, you know, this all happened historically and you can't fix some of this stuff. So the Hudson Bay company was not supposed to be out here in BC at all. And um, this was all native land and it still is, but they were here and um, they had forts all over the place. So, you know, so you've got all this, all this uh, fraudulent behavior going way back and you can't fix it at this point. So, in 1867, the uh, queen, Queen Victoria, formed a dominion out of the four, there were four provinces and then Rupert's Land. So you had uh, Upper and Lower Canada, New Brunswick and Nova Scotia. They were actual provinces, similar to the colonies that were in the United States. So they were British. Um, there was the whole Louisiana that went up in there too. So there's a lot of his, history and, and discord in the, especially in the area of where Quebec and, and um, uh, Ontario are now, because it was originally French. So there was a very French culture there. 
And then they, you know, d- divvied it up. And this is Canada, this is the United States, but the French people were all there. And so that's where that all that comes from is just traditionally they've been there. So th- they formed the dominion out of the four provinces. And one of the one of the reasons, if you read the, the British North America Act, which formed the dominion, one of the reasons to form the act was to get other territories joined into this dominion, namely Rupert's land. The Hudson Bay Company had a large tract of land. And, um, and then once they formed the dominion, the very next year, she passed the Rupert's Land Act, which was the terms of surrender of that document that was written in 1670, which gave whoever has it the power to run a corporation as if it was a country, because you had all these mechanisms that were in there and they couldn't get it back. They couldn't revoke it because it was signed by a king and it was a perpetual succession document. So it had no end to it. Literally it passed on forever signed by a king. You can't do anything about that once it's signed by a king, not even a following king can, can remove it. So the only thing they could do was get them to uh, voluntarily surrender it. So the Rupert's Land Act, which is right after the Dominion formed in 1867, 1868, first order of business, let's get that charter. So they, they drew up the, the um, terms of surrender in that act. And, and the, the terms of surrender was the document had to be surrendered to Victoria, her successors and heirs, officially. And there was a deed of surrender and all that. It took a couple of years to actually surrender it because there was an uprising um, because some people, they didn't inform people, number one. And then when they found out that everything's switching, like, no, this is going to affect my, my situation here. So there was an uprising. And so it took about two years to actually surrender it. So they surrendered in 1870. Now that document is now in the hands of Victoria. Then in 1893, she repealed the BNA Act by removing the enacting clause in Section 2, mostly. That was repealed by an act called the um, Statute Revision, Statute Law Revision Act. And if you look that up, every act has the reasons for the act. And the reason for that act was to repeal acts. That's its sole purpose. So, and it says, you know, to repeal, to repeal old and redundant and acts that have, you know, sort of come, haven't been useful. Well, on Schedule 1, <laughs> the British North America Act, which was only about 26 years old, was on, the, on Schedule 1, like day one. And if you look at the history, they hadn't even given royal assent to the, the Statute Law Revision Act, but they were already like moving and repealing. So British North America Act was on, on, on Schedule 1, which removed the act. And then now the only thing you have left is that Hudson Bay Charter, which doesn't expire. But now she's got it. And so that passed to whomever she passed it to. And, you know, there's no way to know exactly who that was, but it would, it would stand a reason that Elizabeth has. It would just pass to her um, you know, to her son and then to her granddaughter. So Elizabeth now has a document that 
allows a monopoly to run as if it was a country, you would not tell the difference. And if you didn't know that the British North America Act was repealed, you wouldn't, you wouldn't see the difference. Like nothing would really change except um, legally, I guess, that they're now back operating under the Hudson Bay Charter and not under the, under the Dominion. So that's what we had now in 82, Trudeau tried to fix this, the old Pierre Trudeau, the, um, the first one. And so they, they wanted to revive that British North America Act, but they couldn't because it had been repealed by a queen. So they changed the name to the Constitution Act. And they've been backdating that name all the way to 1867. But there's no such thing as the Constitution Act 1867. It was the British North America Act 1867. So they're trying to backdate what happened in 82. The, the whole problem with that is in 82, they couldn't pass this act because the document itself created parliament. So the British and North America Act creates parliament, creates the legislatures and the courts. So you, if that's gone, you don't, those, those things don't exist, even though they've been running for, um, you know, a little over a hundred years, but in order to fix this, they needed to kind of backdate everything just to kind of, you know, try and wash it over instead of going to the people and saying, hey, we have this problem, we need to actually form a country. And there was, you know, the Westminster um, Act of uh, Westminster allowed that to happen, but we never did it that way. They tried to pretend, like just tried to whitewash it, like cl clean it up. And it didn't work because the only way to pass it was to have the queen come over with a proclamation because there's no parliament, there's nothing to pass it. They didn't want to have it passed in the UK like the like the British North America was because that's part of the problem. They wanted to have it here, but they, there was nothing. There was no body, politic body, to actually do it legally. They didn't exist. You know, they existed in in fact, like de facto, but there was no document creating Parliament because it had been repealed in 1893. So they're trying to revive that without anybody knowing. But the Queen said, yeah, you can have your country and we'll revive this document, but you've got to get Quebec to sign off on a language issue. And there's the problem. It's right in her proclamation, section, you know, subject to section 59, then, then this thing will pass. And um, it's been 40 years and they still have not got Quebec to sign off. And once Quebec does sign off, which they won't, then there has to be um, section 59 re removed from the act, the act renumbered, and there has to be another proclamation and neither of those things have happened. So we're still stuck with the Hudson Bay charter. Wow. Well, Cal, it's safe to say that I never got that lesson in school no. <laughs> and, and I fought, I barely followed along, but so as I understand what you just said, Canada is still basically the run by the Hudson Bay corporation, like, like legally, because we know in, and you can correct me, but I was just going to say like Canada is registered on Dun and Bradstreet, right. And mm -hmm. uh, in the United States, same with Ontario. So they're all corporations. Australia is registered as well. And I believe the United States is registered. And then, um, and then London, London, England, there's like our London that's got its own parliament. So that's a weird thing too, right? Like the London city center has got its own, is it mm -hmm. London that's got its own little animal there? So you got all these weird things, but so what you're sharing to most, 
most people don't realize that countries are corporations, but Canada is almost even worse off because we're, we're like still the charter, like that's how we're operating is Hudson's Bay Charter. So what, where does that leave us with um, preserving our rights or, or, you know, people go in and say, this is a charter of rights and freedoms, and then they get kicked out of court or in the United States, when you did that great presentation at Red Pill, you talk about going in, you think you're in the United States of America, but you're in the corporation, you're not in the Republic. So it's just like, why the heck are all these friggin' things there? It's like one layer after another. So is there a simple way for us to um, have, I guess the document sounds stupid because we get our rights inherent from the creator, but from a Canadian perspective or even other countries, is, the, is there a founding document that we can rely on for protection? Well, the, the Hudson Bay Charter, they can't pass any laws that are repugnant to the common law. Mm. That's the remedy, but nobody knows about the Hudson Bay Charter and nobody's talking about it. Right. They're pretending like, oh no, we have a country. But the minute they, you know, when, you, when it's put to them, they don't have an answer for that. And so that's why all their acts, if they're repugnant to the common law, they can't get royal assent. So this is why people are wondering, why aren't they giving royal assent? They can't because they're operating under the, under the in my opinion, they're operating under the Hudson Bay Charter and certain laws can't be given royal assent because they're repugnant to the common law. So if we believe these acts, then they, they work. So it's it's kind of like a Wizard of Oz thing. You know, the right. wizard the wizard kept saying, oh, you got to go and get the ruby slippers. You got to do this, run up and down the yellow brick road. But, but the whole time, it was just a guy behind a curtain. Right. But everybody yeah. believed that there was this wizard. Right. Yeah. You know, and like, there's so many questions I want to ask you because there's like all the law rabbit hole stuff and just un unpacking like where we are, you know, and one of the things I don't know if I sent you this, I sent you one video for sure. But one of them I wanted to talk to you about today is I came across this video and it's a hypothesis of um of the bible and the and the thousand years so you know how you came on and you're talking about the i think it was the book of job and it's like this court case with satan and god and he's walking back and forth in the ends of the earth and it sounds like a prison um now in the bible and i believe the book of enoch and this is what this presenter brings up is that uh, satan was uh what you, like jailed or what's the word they use for jail and satan like enclosed or cast down uh remanded yeah he was cast down he was into, cast down into... right so then the suggestion of this is there was a thousand years of potentially jesus as king and then she's presenting how potentially it was either that uh, him as the king ruling and that's where uh tartaria architecture came from have you ever heard about the tartaria thing yet yeah so this is all the you know we've got egypt and everybody can look at egypt and the pyramids and you can look at um anchor watt and you look at all these different places in mexico and say holy crap, we don't know how these are built. These are spectacular and there's a lot of mystery, but most people don't think about the cathedrals and all these other incredible buildings that like when you look at the Tartaria stuff, it makes sense. And it's also interesting to see the frequency because uh, if they were frequency generators or, or energy generators, because there's perfect cymatics in the window. So if you were going to run energy through them, they, it, you can see the coherence. Um, like we, we know that from cymatics and the tuning and then it's the exact same thing in their window. So it's, this stuff is incredible and it's never going to fall down. And so her, what her uh, hypothesis was, was that that Tartarian kingdom was built the thousand years where Satan 
or, or whatever it was, was cast down. And then the book goes on to say, for whatever friggin' reason, uh, Satan must be loosed a little season, little season. Now, in infinity or in God's eyes or in something beyond human, because I think about 100 years, but in the Bible, they had uh, people living to 900 years. Uh, a little season could be a few hundred to, mm -hmm. uh, and he can go around and deceive, right? That's what he's allowed to do, deceive and all this stuff. And you look at our world and it's almost the culmination of that. It's like unveiling of how awful and destructive and deceptive this system is. Nothing is as, as it seems, right? You think your toothpaste is good. Nope. There's fluoride in it. You think, <laughs> you know what I mean? You think this protein bar is going to help you. Nope. There's all kinds of crap in there. You know, you're going to have this egg. Nope. They genetically modified that egg. Oh, here's a seed. They bring that up. It's like, why can't anything be what it's supposed to be? Why is everything a friggin' hazard? And so, um, so when I, I don't know if you've heard that theory before, but I thought that that was fascinating. And so I'm just curious if, if you've heard it or what you think of that idea. Yeah, I, I think there's some merit to it. I think, um, because I've, I knew that passage from a, from a long time ago that, that Satan would be released again. So he was tied up. So he was cast down a long time ago. Um, because there was this, there was this coup in, in heaven, um, wherever that is, um, because he wanted to be God and he had a third of the angels go along with this plan. So they were literally remanded into this thing called earth. It's a, it's a, it's an enclosure, you know, and you'll, you'll notice any, any re references to earth, it's in earth, not on earth. And we, we tend to say on earth because we think it's a planet amongst many planets and, and you're on this thing. No, you're actually in something. And we don't know the full um, scope of what that means. You know, you, there's a description of the Bible, but you don't get the full picture of what's actually happening here, but it is an enclosed system. So it's like a, a, a matrix for lack of a better word, but they can't get out uh, except to appear in court. Just like I, when I was remanded, I was you know, held without bail for 60 days. The only time I could get out was to go to court and then I was put back in. And that's what I saw after I went through that experience. When I read Job again, I went, hey, he's remanded. Because <laughs> he said, I, you know, where have you been? I've been walking in earth back and forth in it. So he hits the wall, hits the wall, hits the wall. And, and if you look at some of the stuff that's, you know, some of these structures and this whole NASA thing, um, they've been trying to get out for a long time. Right. And that kind of opens up the mystery of Antarctica and Admiral Byrd, right? His interviews, if they are true anyway, he says that, uh, you know, there's a firmament, right? And, and I saw this image and you never know with anything nowadays, you know, like if it's true or made up or someone just photoshopped it or whatever, but it was this uh, in old encyclopedia and it showed that they actually measured the firmament. You know, it's like we found it at this side and that was uh, Operation Fishbowl. And I believe there's another one trying to like explode it. And there's another video that's online that's pretty popular that I just reshared was these people made an amateur missile and it shoots up really high. And then all of a sudden it looks like it gets stuck. Now, again, it could be anything, but when you start to piece all, all these other things together, like the Antarctica, Antarctica thing, for example, why can't you go there? Right. Why did all of a sudden after World War II, everybody signed a treaty that says you can't go there? And uh, I don't know if this is true. This came from Sam Tripoli, but there's there's supposed to be a place called Schwabenland there and uh, some other stuff. And so do you know anything about Antarctica or Inner Earth? Is, have you ever came across anything like that? 
No, I do know that they're in the, like they're, they went under. So there's a lot of tunnel systems and, and that kind of thing, like very elaborate. Um, but um, I don't know much about Antarctica, but a lot of this starts to make sense. It doesn't mean it's true, but you can see that these hypotheses are, are plausible. And, um, you know, the fact that we can't go to Antarctica, why not? You know, and it, it's, 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 you can't fly over it, just a bunch of stuff. So um, it's a lot of circumstantial things, but when you have enough of them, you start to, you know, question the, the narrative and, you know, are we on a globe? Is this, or is this a planet? Are there other planets out there? Is there space? Are we just looking at something filmed on the, on the firmament? Oh, damn. It could be. Yeah. Now <laughs> I never thought about that one. Um, you know, I saw there's a great a documentary series from uh, E. E. Warrenon. It's it's E. W. A. R. N. O. N. I believe. And he does the lost history of flat earth and then uh, what on earth happened. And I believe it's on lost history of flat earth. He talks actually less about flat earth, but more about Tartari and some of those uh, older deceptions that are there. And, and whether you believe it's flat or round, it, it doesn't matter. It's like, what I learned about deception was great. I learned so much about NASA and just more lies and more lies and more lies. But one of the interesting things he shares is that the moon, right? He shows the moon and, and you know how you got that face on the moon and it never changes. Well, he, they lay it flat on the earth and it matches a flat earth map, but there's also these other continents. And so I had heard from, you know, you go into things like the Anunnaki and the Sumerian tablets and, and all these kind of ancient histories and you go to Egypt and you see all, all kinds of weirdness down there. Well, if we can't leave, and that's actually one of my Native American elders said that too. He said, nobody can leave here. He said, there's a lot of species here that are not just human. You're not the apex. That was his thing. He's like, you're not the apex. There's other things here, but nobody can leave. And then when I saw that drop down, I was like, oh, well, that would make more sense to me less than like a spinning ball in outer space going to infinity, which it could be, I don't know, but it just, it seems when you look into it a little less likely than well, if you are stuck in a dome and there's extra space, like another continent like Canada. And I used to think as a kid, like maybe there's a mystery island nobody found yet. So maybe we're not allowed to go to those places like in Canada, right? We're apparently not even allowed to leave our own country. So it wouldn't be that far off to say there's these other continents or other places that no one is allowed to go to unless you're the super elite in the know. And so um, do you want to comment that on that or do you want me to ask you a question? Uh, no, yeah, you can ask a question, <laughs> either one. Yeah, you know, I, I fully agree. And, you know, going back to that whole release thing, when I, when I first saw that, you know, as, you know, years ago that Satan would be released right after uh, a a thousand year millennial millennium of peace and all that i thought well how's how did these people how are these people gonna how do these people get deceived if they went through that and um then when i saw the tartaria stuff i say oh they reset it they they, well, they kind of had to had to start again in order to make it fair otherwise if you had gone through that you would know that you're being deceived because you would have like a uh a basis of truth so it, it started that started to make sense that yeah we had they had to reset something in order for lucifer to have the a fair shot at at his claim again but right he, and so that was where you talked about in a previous podcast which is so mind-blowing is this theory that 
earth in itself, everyone here is playing out the adjudication. Is that the right word between mm-hmm. God and Satan? And so Satan is making the claim that he is God and he rules this place. So we all get free will and the creator put him and all of us to make the choice. Are we going to choose evil and Satan? Or are we going to choose God, the creator? Is that right. it in a nutshell? Yep. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and that, and that's that's right in the on page one because the creation story, you'll notice, you know, God said, "Let there be light," and God's you know created all these things over six days, with no interaction with any other being. On the on the sixth day, there's an interaction. Let us make man in our image and in our likeness. So there's a there's a discussion about it. So we, and nothing's said about what that discussion is about, but there is a discussion. So there's an agreement between at least two consciousnesses. We're going to make man in our image and in our likeness. And if you look up the word likeness, it's in our, in our stead, like, um, I'm going to put myself here in it, in, in the form of man and likeness has a colon. So the colon anything that comes after that is, is more explanation of the, of what came before. So it's right after likeness. And then it says, we will give them dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air and every living thing that creeps upon the land. So that's the part of the agreement is to give this being called man, that kind of authority as if he was God in a smaller controlled uh, environment, not the fullness of God, but like, I'll, I will, I will, will create man, give him dominion as if like I do in, in, in the whole universe, but it'll be contained in here. And then we'll see what, what happens. <laughs> so okay. then the, the very next verse, cause a lot of people think that, you know, there was, this was a, uh, the Elohim or something that, you know, God in, in a bunch of forms, but it, actually it's not, it's a, it's a discussion. And then the very next verse, it says God created man in his, so it's, there's a discussion first, then the actual creation. And he does it again by himself, like he did with light and all the rest of it. But there's a discussion first. Right. And so, you know, well, it feels like when you say it like that, I feel like I'm a bit of a pawn in the game. So like, what's the, and so God is like created like little bits of himself in this. And so we get to a, make that choice and will there be repercussions for each individual soul or consciousness for the choice they make when they talk about heaven and hell and and things like that yeah and And i wouldn't say you're a pawn i would say more like you're the queen you know i don't mean that you know in in a but (laughs) you're 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 a a more powerful piece Hmm. than the pawn so as far as chess goes right and so you know again with this like like some of the concerns I have with the Bible and deception. So there's a couple of things I want to go on. Like one of them is the Enoch and the watchers and, and the book or the, the, well, the book of Enoch, the story of Noah and the fallen watchers and how they even interpret them as these taller beings, right. And talk about giants and things like that. That's one thing I'm interested in. And one of the fears that I have, you know, going into the Bible and in any of these ancient texts is it seems that these rulers have manipulated everything. And so one of the other videos I sent, I don't know if you had time to watch it, was um, this, uh, another hypothesis that the agreements that we have now, all law comes from tribal law, from the Native Americans, and they had to, uh, it had to um, 
not be repugnant to any of the treaties they signed. And the Native Americans I studied with, they, they said all of the treaties have been broken. And then you've got the Bible. So one of the things that worries me about any book is that could that have just been created? Like, how does it know the end of the story? You know, like, where, where is this headed? You know, it, could that be like another deception? And in your view, you, who wrote the Bible? I guess, like, tell me what you know, you, like who wrote it? Cause it's got the, the names there. Then you got the council of Nicaea and then you've got some of the stuff that people say, and then you've got, you know, okay, here's the end. And this is a ridiculous rant for people listening. This is me trying to figure this out. Then you've got like the end of the story, right? Where it says, this is what's going to happen. And we've got the tribulation, which it feels like we're going through now. Mm-hmm. And if we make that choice, uh, let's say we're um, in alignment with God, the creator, Jesus, or whatever that is. Um, or whoever that might be, you know, Jesus as a real person. That's another question. Do you think Jesus walked the earth or do you think he was something else? Yeah. Um, and then you just vanish, right? They talk about the disappearing of s- certain people. And then, and then what happens is people on this earth are basically ruled in this horrible satanic Babylon system for a period of time. You know, you know what I'm talking about? So there's a lot yeah. there that I'm trying to, because I had a really deep discussion with a friend of mine who's uh, really uh, Christian and she kind of shared that if you don't get taken away in this round, it's going to be a horrible choice moving. Like if you're left behind and I was like, Oh shoot, could I get left behind? Like, I definitely don't want that. No, you don't. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, these things are all written in the Bible. It's hard to say, you know, what they mean because a lot of things I knew, you know, how I understood things before everything has changed, not everything, but uh, you know, the order of things, et cetera. But one of the things it does say is there will be two in a field and one will be taken and one will be left. And there's, and there's more um, along with that, but it doesn't say which one is taken and which one is left. So when you start to, you know, get into this, um, you know, quantum physics and everything and the structure of this whole thing, um, and the Bible says there will be a new heaven and new earth and the old one will pass away. So we could literally be going through a, a, a split of reality and, and some will go continue with this reality and some will go to a, to a new one. Um, but those, those two ladies in the field to each one of them, it would look like the other disappeared. Hmm. That's what I think is going to happen. And um so, um, and you can see it, you can see this separation sort of thing happening and, um, certain ones really want to hang on to this reality. Uh, they're, you know, they're really clinging to it and others are like, like just appalled by everything that's going on and, and want to move on. So, um, hopefully, you know, there'll be a bit great awakening just before that event happens. And, and a lot of people will switch sides. That's what I think will happen. Because there's also parables about, um, you know, the feast was ready and, and all the people who were invited didn't come. And so, the, the, you know, God said, just go out to the, just go get everybody off the street. Go get all the street people and bring them to the, to the big party. And this was right at the last minute. Hmm. I love that. And I, there's another uh, story in the Bible and, um, you know, you're one of those people that said at the beginning that uh, when we were doing the law summit and some of the other ones saying everybody has an opinion on the Bible, but nobody's read it. Right. I remember seeing bits of it and I was like, all right, you know, cause I grew up Christian and just 
was like, nah, this doesn't make any sense. You know, like I was very spiritual and I was like, I get this, but I don't understand. Like if God was good, why would he, why would he make people burn in hell forever? And, you know, some of these things like, like didn't make a lot of sense. Um, so I kind of like rejected that and went more of the Eastern philosophy where people didn't burn in hell for their consequences. Uh, but now reading the Bible um, and knowing other people too, where they don't go to church, they, uh, you know, just study the Bible and follow that. And I also, uh, my my neighbors are really religious and they go to church often, but he, I was talking to them and, and they're really great people. And they just say, you know, we don't ever believe everything the uh, pastor says to us. It, you know, it's just like, this is their interpretation, but there's a lot of goodness. And, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, a model for life. You know what I mean? We look at these spirituality books and these self-help books. Well, it's a very good model. And when I look through that, it's kind of good versus evil. You don't need to be um, what's that word? Very pious about it. Unless that's the path that you want to go. You can be very strict uh, and intense about it if you wish. And so there's just a lot of value to reading that book. And it's like a, this adjudication between more, you know, good and evil, like you said, and everything is about law and commerce and spirituality. And so one of the questions I want to ask is like, um, you know, looking at law again, we got the Black's Law Dictionary where you have a word, you think it means something, and it's, it doesn't mean that. Then you've got in the Bible, the all caps, which is sign language, right? G-O-D in all caps. It removes it from the Bible, which is something that you spoke about and also Romley Stewart. So that's a bummer. <laughs> and so uh, when I talk to the Native Americans, they talk about creator and great spirit. And this is what this other guy's suggestion on this um, thing that I sent, get your two cents on. He was saying that there's older translations of the creator, which is more, I guess, accurate. I forget the, the uh, synonyms he used for it. And then God was not as complete. And so my fear is like going down and, and supporting something that's not honest, not true, not the one true creator, not the one true God, not the one true life, you know? And when I went to the Parliament of World Religions, there's 220. And some people are very adamant, this is the way, you know, this is the way. And, you know, I'm like, you know, I... I hear you. And how do we not get lost in deception, I guess, and find a true spiritual path and, and connection with the true creator that you're like, Oh, I'm, you know, I am in that light. I'm in that spirit of creation and life. Well, my, my theory on it, cause I went through that sort of, you know, searching as well and like looking at other, uh, other philosophies, etc. And, you know, if, if, if God put us in this position, he would have to give us something that we could actually go that there's the truth. And we, we would be able to hang on to it because, because of just what you said, there's going to be so much um, misinformation. So there would have to be something here, like a Hansel and Gretel breadcrumb um, at least in order for God to get himself out of this. Like he's just not going to leave it. Um, in, in total uh, total darkness or total uh, ignorance and he would have to it, in, in order for god to know um that it was himself leading that just what you said like this, this exact question would come up he would have to think okay i'm gonna have to leave something that i would be able to recognize as being coming from you know almighty and when you look at the bible it has all of that Yes, it's been altered. Yes, stuff's been added. Stuff's been taken out. But it's all by agreement, and there's enough there. And when you start to study the original languages and the letters and 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 the complexity of the message through there, 
and some of the codes that are in there, it just becomes unmistakable. No man wrote this book. Like it, it's not possible. So who wrote it? And um, because it, it's even over, you know, different authors, et cetera, and, and the codes and, and, and the message is always the same. Um, so once you start to study the book more objectively, like as a, just as a document and what, okay, what's going on with this, and you start to see some of these codes and how complex they are, you go, okay, I think this is the thing. If I was God, I would put this in here so that I would recognize it if I was lost. And um, so the Bible has all that. Oh, I see. That made sense for me. It made sense in a way that um, you would see like a level of mastery, you know, and I kind of equate this to, to martial arts and, and the law and, and, and even, yeah, church, like, you know, you can learn martial arts from any variety of teachers, the punching and kicking and throws, they're kind of a universal knowledge but how would that person share that knowledge with you and, and for what use you know like a karate kid or whatever you know for a stupid example um but you can also understand levels of uh mastery and intelligence you know even when i hear certain people speak i can hear that you know as i've gotten older right when i was younger i i'm afraid to listen to podcast number 20 or something all kind of stupid crap that i want but that's a part of you know that i would say and, and i'm probably going to say in and believe in lots of stupid stuff now, but it's an evolution, right? Like I'm still a child that says you're a child in the eyes of God. And so one of the things I know is I do know nothing, right? But I've, I've kind of really thought about that, but I do know my intention. And that's what one of, uh, one of my native teachers told me once when I felt like I had followed somebody for a while and, and I was deceived and, you know, maybe there was true, but I just, I felt like I might've been deceived. And he said, the creator knows your intention. For whatever reason for you to be led there, yeah, you followed the signs to take you there, but there was a lot of uh, learning in that. And that's got to be okay for us to kind of, um, you know, make those mistakes, right? Yeah. Like my child messes up, you know, she's two, but I, I try to talk to her like an adult sometimes and got to remember she's only two. And so I'm curious, in, in your opinion, do you think Jesus was a real person? And then the books, it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you got the old one and the new one. Are, do you distinguish old and new in any way and, and Jesus as a man? Or uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think he was here. Um, the, you know, too much happened. There's too many accounts. And then there's even some hidden accounts that he came over to North America. There's 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 accounts of, of natives and, and people in different parts of the world other than you know around yeah Israel. what is that i'd heard that i think even the nate the natives actually told me about that you know they because they believed in jesus the ones that i uh spoke with and a lot of the other religions too uh believe in jesus as well as one of the masters and after he was um revived he traveled around and i even yeah. saw one account where he actually didn't die and it was like you know I, I who know i don't know i've heard a lot of different theories and i have no idea exactly what it is but like the message of it and the, the, the book that was left in, in the war, in the um, education between good and evil. So continue on. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So I, I, I believe he was a, a historical, uh, it would have to be that way because there had to be the death in order to satisfy the system inside here. Um, it's, it's part of the agreement because there's a, um, because of this old claim, you got to sort of get everything um, as far as earth goes, that's the basis of why earth is here is because of this, this um, unresolved claim of who is God. 
So if you put everything uh, on top of that as the basis of what's really going on here, then everything starts to, to, to make sense. And so um, part of all of Lucifer's claim, God has to be fair to that claim. And so there's, there's a lot of things that don't seem correct, but he's also trying to make it okay for Lucifer. You, you understand that? Like he, it's not, he doesn't treat Lucifer as an enemy. It's the other way around. I mean, he is an enemy because he's constantly attacking God, but uh, God does not um, look at him that way. He would like it if he, you know, just got back to, you know, get in line kind of thing. So, um, but that's right. not happening. So, but he, but there's always this ongoing court case and you can see it, uh, a piece of it in Job where he appeals things. There's an appeal. So he always asks for more, more, you know, moves the court, motions the court. And even God said, you, you moved me to, to, you know, go against, against Job. But, and there was always limits to that. So you can see this ongoing court case and he's the, you know, the accuser of the brethren day and night. And, um, that's that's the mechanism that's actually that's the 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 thing that's always in play here is this ongoing court case about that claim so he's okay. accusing all of the ones that are here in god's stead of yeah they're following me or they're doing this or they're doing doing that so jesus had to come and actually pay for all that if you want to put it that way to satisfy the system so that's why the death had to, it had to be a real death Oh, wow. Well, that's a, that's a really interesting way to put it. And one of the thoughts that I had is that as I understand evil on this planet, which I've studied a long time, because I, when I was younger, I was like, why don't we have food for everybody? Why aren't we moving into like Atlantis and peace and free energy and all these wonderful things? And I look and it's holy, this entire nasty system is corrupt to its core. And it's uh, Luciferian and satanic for the reason that the people architecting it will take everything from you with no compassion. Yes. Good people do not think like that. Right. No. They think about, you know, to be a good neighbor and you look at the Bible and that's kind of what it teaches is to be, you know, a good neighbor and you know, it's, but it's, it's good versus evil type of scenario. And so from what I understand of these evil people, they do worship Lucifer. They have statues, they do these rituals. And so, and, and uh, they won't swear in the Bible. You know, I've seen videos where they try and get them to swear in the Bible. If you look up, if you guys want to see something trippy, look at the Bible that Joe Biden swears on when he, when he gets into office. It's a satanic Bible. Someone found, I don't know exactly for sure, but it sure looks like the Bible that the person uh, presented. And so why would they be worshiping Satan or, or Lucifer, you know, and why would they be trying to remove him um, or remove God from all things, remove it yeah. from, from everywhere, including uh, schools and you look at like the degeneration of just the last five years or even the last two from COVID, how bad it's been the and the this corrupt moral compass that people have and and the anger and the hate and the projection and the and you know they're getting so far separated from reality, right? And then this a lot of it's coming from these screens and you know that's almost the virus is like implanting these ideas, but then because you're a little bit confused and afraid or for whatever reasons that you're um, taking in this information, you then through your own choices and your own free will start tarnishing your own soul. And yes. that's one of the things I've kind of 
said is like, you know, people can deceive you and they can manipulate you and they can do everything that they can to get you off your path. But you're the only one who can harm your soul through the choices that you make. And so um, I'm just curious if you want to comment on that. It's just something I've, I think it's really ramped up in the last couple of years. Yeah. And you can see the divide. Like people are actually, whether they understand it or not, they're, they're actually following a satanic leading, if you want to put it that way. And they are taking on that kind of a lot of those traits. And um, this is what happens. And they're, you know, people at the top know what I'm talking about. They know there's a Lucifer. They know there's a God and they know that there's this, this ongoing claim. They think they can win. Hmm. They actually believe that. So, um, you know, a third of the angels believed it in the beginning. Which yeah, is no. really, really mind boggling when you think about it. Yeah. And, no, you know, if you look at the movie uh, Noah's Ark, it comes down the angels are different beings and, and there's different um, ideas about angels, right? Giants, uh, aliens, things like that. It talks about watchers and they, they look different. They don't look like they're human. They look like a, a different type of species. What's your thoughts on, on that idea of like what an angel might be or what, what are they referring to in those old books? And do those uh, synergize with stuff like the Sumerian tablets and people talking about aliens and all these different races? Now, I think if they're, they are here, then they would be on extra terra, you know, over there. Um, like, but then it kind of conflicts with the Bible because the Bible says that we're the apex or is that not true? Well, we, we are in here um, to a certain degree, like the angels are still uh, like, consider this as a, as a, a, a small reality earth. And then there's a bigger reality. So, and these interact. So in here, we, we have the dominion. So over the air, sea and land jurisdictions. That's how, that's how, what we were given as we were made. There was already beings here. That's the thing that people miss. Mm. So, um, and we got dominion over them and they, and some of them hated that. So um, like man from like Adam is fairly recent as far as, you know, the whole creation, this, this took a long period of time and those angels were put here as a remand so it was made this the jail was made nice for us to 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 come here and you can see that in the in the creation story so that we had um uh you know everything was supplied and, and and you can see the hand of god in here so you had you have that going on so you can you can see god even if you don't understand or read the bible or anything you can see that there is a creator there's a, a synergy to everything and then there's this overlay inside of that with mostly in our heads like they've told us things and then we believe them and so you know the idea of countries the countries don't exist we're the only ones that that recognize only species of recognized countries birds and animals they just walk across the border like it's not there <laughs> because it's not <laughs> and we we believe there's a border because we were told that from birth but it's not really there it's a construct it's a it's a it's a fabrication like the wizard of oz and same thing with money money doesn't exist here we're the only species that pays to live here and all the other ones oh yeah i don't know what i'm going to eat today but something's going to happen and and you know food just is supplied to every every species and um but we have to pay we have to go to work to get these things called dollars in order to pay to get the apple off the tree where it's it grows for free <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's so it's so unbelievable. And and again, with one of my elders, they were talking about that when the borders came up, like they were just walking back and forth. And you're you know, if you're like you got one family that's a couple miles away, and it just happens to be at that border crossing, maybe Maine and uh, Nova Scotia or Quebec or wherever it is, uh, you know, it's it's just completely absurd. Another question I wanted to pose is uh, the idea, and I'm going through the book of Enoch right now as well, and it talks about like these entities, or, or I don't know, they're demons or entities, or not, not so much demons, but like, dis, they, I think it called it disembodied spirits, right? And, and it kind of said they could influence and pot- potentially even take over the body. Um, and so one of the fascinating things I consider is that we only see like the smallest bit of the light spectrum, right? That's all we can see the smallest tiny bit. We can only see this here, the smallest tiny bit of the sound spectrum. So there could be all of this life and influence that we are completely oblivious to. And so I'm just curious on your thoughts, because that goes into, um, there's another story. I don't know if it's the Anunnaki one, but it talks about, you know, they sent down these beings or whatever. And uh, you know, are, are these, they're here anyway, these little influential disincarnate beings and so that seems like a frightening thing to me where i'm like okay this little thing can influence me how do i what do you think about that and how do i make sure that that thing is not influencing me or anyone i i love you know like exorcism and, and stuff like that you know yeah know. it's 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 all very real like if you if you read the jesus stories like the gospels and and even into acts a bit um you'll see that he the, he performed a lot of miracles, but the thing he did most was cast out demons. So that it's, 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 a, it's a thing. And people try and pretend like it's, you know, fairy tale or just don't want to think about it. Um, but it's very real. And those are the, the, the spirits that were cast here before man showed up. So they, they were here already and we got dominion. And uh, they can incarnate in, into bodies, especially if, you're not aware of something you're doing. Um, you can you can open up a, a door, for lack of a better word, to for that to happen. And then a, a, some of this stuff can come down genetically as well. So there's there's um, curses, if you want to put it that way, that that pass down genetically. And there's there's remedy in the Bible, like you know, Ephesians six talks about you know we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but with spirits, and um, and so it tells you, you know, get there's armor you can have, but you got to put it on. And, and there's things that you can do to, to bind the strong man and, and to cast these things out. So and, and if you read Acts, you'll see that after, you know, after the death and resurrection, then the, the 12 apostles and then, you know, the, the group that kind of formed the original church, they were all doing those things as well. So. Do you have any um, verses or, or techniques in mind for that? Like, because I remember, you know, in my Burning Man days, <laughs> where I was like all in on the stuff, right? I put like the crystals on. I'm like, all right, cool. Do my little shield meditation and stuff. And, you know, everything out there, because it's all like, it's all out there. Um, and it could be, and maybe I was doing it in a proper way or in a ridiculous way. I don't know. But I was trying, I think there's something to do with intent. But maybe there's like a simple prayer. And I, that's one thing I've always resonated with. Whatever I was doing, I was intending it because I knew visualization and intention works from sport. And I know it works from martial arts. And I know it works at the highest form because if you're going to be a master, especially like samurai and you study those guys, they, they were going to, if you frigged up, you died. So the second that your spirit 
And that's what you're fighting with. You're not fighting with your body. You're always fighting with your spirit. And so the second that thing gets off kilter, you're done. And yeah. so always moving out in the world, doing that. I remember, you know, if I have fear, I'll just say, put on the whole armor of God. So anyway, that's a side rant to ask the question of, do you know of any specific verses or techniques that someone could do that uh, for themselves? Cause I've heard someone say, Oh, there's an entity on you. And they said that to me or other people. Right. And I was just like, well, that makes me feel like, you know, whether that person can see it or they're just making shit up. If they're making shit up, <laughs> which is also plausible or, even, or, or yeah. they believe it then i'm like okay well i got this invisible thing on me well how do i get it off like you know what i mean is this the reason why i'm grumpy like <laughs> you know so how do i cast well, it out well again we have dominion you see this is the thing like you got to understand who you are so like if, if you go back to genesis you know we're made in the likeness of god we have jurisdiction over the land sea and, and air and that's all there is in this in this little matrix thing those are the only jurisdictions so if you have dominion in those you 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 can cast them out hmm. you know there you can cast them out in the name of, of christ you know we're told to use his name because he overcame everything so you know if you read ephesians 6 it it goes it pretty much into that whole spiritual battle thing and and describes the armor and all that awesome okay I will read that. Uh, I'm just going through my notes here because there's so many things I want to ask you. Uh, you know anything about the Cuba Saturn? No. Okay, we won't go into that then. But I only I know a bit of a bit, but it, it's basically like the idea is that the Satanist Luciferians have the Cuba Saturn. It's all over the planet, two of these certain spots. It's a black Cuba Saturn. And they worship uh, Kronos, the god of time. And that's kind of like the origin of their religion and it kind of gets into some weird stuff i wasn't sure if you'd kind of come across that in your study so i'm looking to learn a little bit more about that so if anybody out there knows an expert in, in that idea then let me know and like you also from the top right when you graduate university you've got a square black cap so there's that symbolism everywhere um so i'll skip that one and go into um uh well, there's, there's two I want to go into. So let's just go with this one. It's a little bit of a change because one of it is like, you know, trying to understand like these, these entities and where we're going. But the other side is like the life side of like the, how do we friggin' live our lives? Like with all this fear and all this madness and all this uncertainty and chaos, like just even for me and my family wanting to keep them safe and, and looking at how to make a living, doing something, a service to other people, but then navigating like, oh, are we going to get this now financial crash? Are they going to, you know, in Canada with all the ridiculous rules they had, like all these different hazards out there, it can be stressful. And so on one side, people are like, you know, you're kind of one of those guys. <laughs> I saw you for when we were working on something else. It's like, how do you feel? And you're like, I feel fine. <laughs> so, you know, working into that state of, I guess, full, full faith and full surrender when it just feels like, uh, and the whole world's like, especially in Canada, it's, it seems like it's moving into this communist state. And I don't see any evidence yet that these guys aren't going to get a lot further. You know what I mean? Like Canada hasn't really resisted too much. I'm still hopeful and I still have faith, but I was like, holy smokes, like you'd, you'd hope people wake up a little bit sooner. So the. Well, they're going to wake up when they when they wake up and um you know, I've been in, in this 20 years and I've seen more people wake up in the last six months than, you know, 15 years before that. So it's happening. And, and of course they have their agenda that, you know, they're, they're, they're hell bent on, on Lucifer becoming God period. 
but it's not going to happen. And so, you know, I just, that's, you know, I have a complete uh, belief in that partly because I, I went through kind of a dark period of years where, you know, I couldn't see the end and, you know, I came out victorious, like just blew the doors out of that court when I left, when I left, but they had me and there was no end to it. Like there was no, oh yeah, you're going to be in here for 60 days. They, they picked me up and held me without bail. I could have been in there for years. I could still be in there literally like, and, and who's going to get me out, but it, but it didn't happen. So that was their, their plan. They, they, you know, they put me in harm's way at, uh, at least twice that I, you know, that I could definitely pick it out and, um, and nothing happened. Like they tried to make you go into a cell with like a sketchy person or something. Oh yeah. Oh geez. And then the person, yeah, yeah, no, like they put me with a guy who never has a roommate. And, um, you know, the first night he, he got up in the morning and, you know, he was looking at me like he wanted to kill me because I snore. And um, that's that's day one. And but by the laughing, but I'm just like, it's funny that you're out now. Not probably not funny at the time. Well, you don't know, you know, you don't know what to expect. I'm, uh, you know, I'm not a fearful person, um, but, you know, I'm not a coward. I'm not a fighter either by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm not afraid of, of things. And, um, and, but by the time the day went on, we, you know, we, he liked sports and I, and, and uh, I did, and nobody else in the whole pod was really into sports. So we just hit it off. And then they changed his meds to try and make him go off. And he came to me, he says, Cal, I'm snapping at you. I don't know why. And I said, did they change your meds? And he goes, yeah, they did. I can't, uh, you know. Jeez. And they put a, and, and when I was in the other jail, they put a, a racist in there. And this guy, this guy was lifting the leg weights with his arms. Like this guy was big. And I know when somebody's a re, like a real strong racist uh, around me, like you can just tell. And, um, and that was on purpose. And they moved the other, the one real tough black guy. He seemed really nice to me, but the, the, apparently on the street, he's like, you know, just <laughs> that guy is like, you know, nobody messes with him. He didn't seem that he didn't carry himself that way, but that, that, you know, guys told me out, out in the street. Yeah. Like he's no, you know, like nobody messes with that guy. So they moved him out and another black guy. So there was, um, there was just me and one other guy who was quite quite tall and skinny and he was um muslim and just kind of did his prayers and stuff so he was pretty um non-threatening and then they moved these other guys in and this is because my my cellmate was challenged and he was supposed to fight a guy from the like sort of the gang um there's the gang guys kind of hang together he was supposed to fight one of those guys and he goes, he says, or, or you got to check off. It's called check off. Like you go to another pod, but the minute you check off and go to another pod, everybody knows there's a problem with you. Right. So your life is just miserable. And he started packing his stuff. I said, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm, I'm not going to fight that guy. So I'm checking off. I said, you don't have to do that. He's like, what? I said, well, just, you know, I'll pray. And, and, um, 
we'll just stop that. I can see the spirit. It sits right under the stairs, and that's where they all congregate. I can see it, right? Not see it, but I can I, I can sense that it's there. I know that, that that that's what's driving this. So I said, you just have to, you know, just agree with me, and I'll 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 put a stop to it. Sure enough, stopped it, and the pod started to become. Um, everybody was happy and everybody started to relax and the whole place was like almost fun to be there. And uh, of course the guards are watching everything like this isn't working. So then they moved, um, they made this move and brought this racist in and I'm like, Oh, here we go. So now I have to kind of, you know, and, and day one, he, he came with a, a guy with, with him and a small guy and he started a fight first breakfast. And for no, for no reason, I, as far as I could tell, he just like saw a guy across the thing and ran over there and started pounding him. I'm like, what is this? And so he was locked up uh, for a while, but the, the big guy was still around and he, he started hanging around with the, you know, the, the gang members and biker, you know, the, all that whole um, type of people. And um, so now I got to kind of sit with my back to the, walls and without making it look like I am in, in that kind of thing, but, you know, not allowing anybody behind me. And, and I, I was pretty adept at that, but yeah, they, they, they put me in danger. So I I've been through this and I, and I got through unscathed. So, and I came out victorious and we're all going to come out out of this victorious. They're, they're trying to do their thing, but it's not working. As you can see the whole thing in Ottawa, you know, they passed this act supposedly, and I don't think they actually got it passed. And they, they started the violence early in order to justify and get the act through. Well, the crowd didn't, didn't bite. There was a little bit of pushing and shoving, but they never got the mob thing happening. And, and crowds are easy to turn and they, it, they didn't. So they had to back out of that whole thing because there was no justification for it. Yeah. So you can yeah. see everything they do is falling apart. Let's freeze the bank accounts. People started pulling money out. Oh, well, that's not going to work. Whoa, 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 whoa. So, yeah, we'll get through this. <laughs> well, that, that story, it kind of made me feel like that's kind of what everyone's going through. And there will yeah. be a, an other side to this if you haven't had that direct experience. So sometimes you, you just need to persevere. I can definitely see it falling apart. And I could also see where, you know, Klaus Schwab talks about friggin' cyber attack or whatever, the, whatever they have teed up. I just wonder, you know, the time frame. how long am I going to have to endure this for? And, and how can I move, move forward with, with peace and fearlessness? What would you recommend oh. for people? Because it's weird for me to like, look at this life, right? It says be in the world and not of it. Right. Well, doing the podcast and, and before like three years ago, I was getting 150,000 downloads a month. It was exploding and that was nice. And right. There's a lot of hard work put into it. And then censorship, censorship, censorship to the point of like getting a few hundred downloads. So if I had the idea that I was going to create a, a business or a life around it, um, they kind of squash that, right? I was thinking about how can I be of service to my fellow man and, and make a way to provide for my family um, in this scenario. And so when, when everything kind of gets squeezed so tight, that's why I think people compromise their integrity because they need to make a buck, right? I feel like a lot of people don't need to do that, right? Like you, you, it's like they need too much luxury. They need too much stuff. And there's nothing wrong with abundance and, and creating uh, wealth and all that kind of stuff. 
as long as you're not sacrificing, I think that there's a balance where you can figure out who you are and you can make money in, in any capacity, uh, entrepreneurship, working a job, uh, working in trades, whatever you want to do that feels right and good for you. And you have enough to grow in this world. But when people either get greedy or that, that, um, money gets taken away. That's why the cops are uh, not all the cops they had to take cops from all over Canada to go there because nobody wanted to do that. Or if you're a nurse or, or a doctor and you start to see something's wrong, you don't want to speak up because you're going to lose your license. They threaten you. So now all of a sudden your livelihood's gone. And so I guess how do we navigate this world where we do still need those, those dollars to pay for apples that we should just have um, with like walking the path of creating of you know what your purpose or creator would want for you well there's always a there's always a remedy and you know everything gets taken care of like especially if you know if you believe that and actually pray into it um with intention and faith bible calls it faith um you know like in jail i i just saw all that and i was taken out of my i had no choice like nobody's paying my rent <laughs> I'm just pulled out of society literally and stuck in a, in a, in a, in a, in a room and all my bills are still happening and nobody even knows that I'm gone. Like my, it took five days before my daughters knew where their dad was. So I, I went through that and um, you know, on a small scale and there was no end in sight. I got to tell people that like it was 60 days in hindsight, but I, I, I didn't know that at any point in time. And I wasn't backing down and neither were they. We were in a you know, like staring contest, chicken, whatever you want to call it. They didn't want to let me go. And I didn't want to, I wasn't going to conform. So who's going to, who's going to blink? You know, then they finally got the trial going you know, it took them forever to get that to happen because they couldn't get jurisdiction and they just railroaded it. But at the end, you know, I'm walking out after the judge gives me a sentence. You now owe me $300 million. <gasps> that didn't work. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so all of their oppression and, and, and whatever, the, you know, whatever they were, were, their whole agenda got undone at the last second. Boom, gone. Whoa. Okay, well, let's just leave that guy alone for the rest of his life. And that's what I got. Because it's it everything backfired big time. You know, their whole idea was to make, you know, maybe a few, maybe even a hundred thousand dollars at 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 best off my whole incarceration. Maybe, maybe more. I don't even know how, you know, how they bill and all that for you know, incarceration and, and drives with the sheriffs and court time and all that, all that comes off my, off my trust thing, but they ended up owing me 300 million. I know they, it wasn't even in that scope that they were, could have possibly made. And we gave them the $300 million. All they had to do was let me go, but they didn't. No, no, we're going to have our cake and eat it too. You see? So all these things happened, but at the end, boom, they, you know, they lost big time, big time. And then the fallout from that, the amount of people that stepped down, you know, from me trying to collect and then defaulting the queen, all of that stems from 
mm, we're we're in charge here and you're you know you're gonna comply and we're gonna just push on you until you break no it didn't it blew up in their face and and what what we're facing now is a big blow up in their face because it's that it's worldwide and so you got to see you got to sort of trust that that's happening and you can see it but you just think that they're going to win in some way and they're not. Um, so they're going to push and push and push and they're going to push harder because as they get desperate, just like any wild animal that's dying, they fight to the death. And um, so, yeah, it's going to look like that, but at the end, they're going to die like a chicken with his head cut off can run around, spray blood and all that. But eventually, <laughs> Well, it reminds me of the, uh, the Bible verse, uh, ye of little faith, right? And, um, and then I have also contemplated the war that we're in. And one of the firm reasons I believe we'll win is because these people literally are Satanists and a lot of them have no soul. They, they sold their soul to the devil. And when we were talking about the, the demons earlier, I was going to say, like, maybe that's why they say I sign my soul to the devil, right? And, yeah. and you hear uh, Beyonce and other people saying, it's not me when I'm singing. It's almost that they have a, an ability to sign a contract where something can come in and control their life. And I don't, I don't think the demons want to be pop stars or something. It's just, I oh, don't know. They do. They do. They do. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> explain, explain yourself. Well, the whole <laughs> thing is about, the whole thing is about God, you know, like God in heaven, there's, there's this constant worship and there's this singing and all that. Oh, they want that. They, that's why they, they, they gravitate towards that. That's why, right. you know, anybody that gets into politics, like I don't gravitate towards that because I don't want all that like attention. I got to, you know, I have quite a bit of attention, but I don't seek this like, um, but those that want that kind of worship, they gravitate towards pop star, um, rock star, um, politician, CEO of that. Like they that they gravitate towards that because they want that adoration. Right. It's like false stars or false gods or false idols. Right. Yeah. It's like all these in all the awards and all that kind of stuff. It's like, it's kind of ridiculous. And so where I was going with it was the idea that, yeah, these people literally sell their soul to the devil. Uh, so that means they have no idea what God or spirit or creator is capable of, right? You, you, you have no idea what's going to come back at you when you've removed yourself and you're only familiar with this dark side. You're not you know familiar with like, I don't know. To me, it's like the infinite power, but the cohesive power of people looking out for each other. Because if you're in a den of snakes and the only thing binding you together is threat, right? It's all these threat curses and sign your name here. Or we're going to kill you and your family. Well, that versus people who are collectively coming together in a, co you know, cooperative, cohesive, you know, and then the last thing they want to do is battle. They want to find a peaceful revolution. How are you going to beat that? Right. It doesn't seem like you would want to go against that type of person. And they're forcing people to, right. It's not they're they're, they're forcing people to take an action when this kind of could have gone slowly through the years, but it's really ramped up. So people can now see uh, the system for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming to an end. That's, that's the thing. So, and they're getting desperate because they know their time is up. They know stuff that most of us don't. They know this is a there's a time limit on this. They may not know the exact day, but they know like this is coming to an end. They can feel it, and um, the default is coming. And so they're desperately trying to win this 
chess game. So what do you know what what I wonder what what Satan would have to achieve to win? Like uh, I've heard of there's like uh, something called the Book of Ra, which is interesting. I don't know if anything's legit in there, but it was super fascinating to listen to. It talked about to go to the next level, you had to be 50 percent positive. So of service to others or 90 percent negative. So of service to self. And, you know, that's kind of, you know, and, and it also suggested that even the evil people are there so you can make that free will choice to make good and evil because you're kind of a simulation. Um, but what would Satan or Lucifer have to achieve in this to uh, win this, this battle or this uh, scenario that we're in? I don't know. None of, that's, none of that's stated. And again, it's probably on purpose so that we don't know inside here hmm. um, what, the, what that takes. So we have to kind of just go in faith that you know just move towards it and we'll hit it at some point um like as far as us us winning um him you know i think by default you know the systems and and we're following those systems by default because we're born into it so it's more about how many people come out or how many people he can contain inside of it and like keep them there yeah and so and then will he get that's one of the my fear with the uh with the needle, with the shot, is that uh, you have to consent to it, and it's gene therapy. And uh, one of that documentary, that Iwaranon guy, he talked about how when God got really pissed in the in the in the past, when he came down, it was when they were messing with human genetics, mm-hmm. and he isolated that. And the Bible was like, that's when God real got pissed when you started messing with human genetics, and that's what they're doing now. And there's been these theories, and this goes into this: they can't escape. So if we have uh, the breath of life of God within us these demons or disincarnates or lucifer whatever the heck they are they they're not going to get that passage out so they want to be able to hijack us Mm -hmm. or take our stuff so they can boom back to the source yeah we can get out not not physically um well it's possible maybe like it's hard to say what enoch was doing but if you read the book of enoch he he was traveling he was the first, was he the only one in the Bible or I don't know about history, but the only one in the Bible that apparently didn't die a human death. He was the first correct? one. Yeah. He's the first one. And I, Elijah also didn't. Oh, okay. He was wow. taken up in a, he was taken up in some kind of whirlwind thing. Wow. Yeah. So there's, of- oh, yeah, there's, there's a lot going on and you can get quite a bit of uh, insight, but it doesn't give you the details and, and, you know, when I see what happened in Job, I see why we don't get the details because it has to be fair for, for um, Satan as well. So there's yep. rules of engagement and there's rules on, you know, how much knowledge we can have. We can't have no knowledge, otherwise we're, we're doomed. So that's why the Bible, if you just look at it, yeah, it's been altered and changed, but those would have been by agreement and there would be still enough in there to get to the truth uh, and be functional. And you, and you recommend the 1611 King James Bible uh, because the words are a little bit different. And this is one of the discussions with my friend. And I was like, look, they just, apparently this is the one. And when I read it, it is like reading code. It's a totally yeah, different it's, thing. It's not, you know, it's, it's, it's just very different. You know, I don't yeah. even, I can understand it, but it's, it's a whole nother thing. It is. When you start to read it, you, you can, you can sense there's something going on there. So yeah, it's the same words as the authorized King James Version, but the spellings and um, letters, they switch some letters in the alphabet. Right. And so have you ever heard about, I think I might have asked you this in a previous show, but have you heard about the uh, the moon matrix theory? 
this one scared the shit out of him. This and this came from one of out of Romley Stewart's channels, which made it worse because it gave me this whole that, uh, and it has that music <laughs> like, uh. that. Yeah. And it's uh, I think it's like uh, uh, Justinian banking, and so it goes in and it talks about old language and stuff like that. But it basically said, and I'd heard this from other people before that the moon is a false light. So when we die. Where we would go back to the source, but it got shipped in. So we get this fake light. So we think that we're going home, but it's this reincarnation device, this like galactic reincarnation device. You ever hear about that? Anything with that one? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've heard stories like that, but uh, that, um, to me, I, I friggin' do not like that one. I hate those ones. No. <laughs> I mean, the, the Bible says that God made the moon, uh, you know, a light for the night. And um, so you know what it actually is who knows but it's um the thing about the thing about all this all these stories etc they may be true but they also could be just another way of getting you into fear which is you know i i can't see i can't see because i've traveled myself like um you know out of body experiences and i didn't believe in that stuff not not really i mean i wasn't like dead against it, but I had never experienced it. So I'm like, well, I don't know what's happening with these people. Maybe they're, you know, it's just happening in their mind or whatever, but I had an experience. So I, I, I was out of here. So I know like you can't, you can't set up something that's going to block that. Like it's, it's not blockable. If I, you know, like, I can't explain it to you because it's experiential, but it, it's not happening. No, like we, it's God is way bigger than, than Lucifer is. And that's the whole problem. So everything has to be done fairly, but there's a lot of lies and deceptions to keep you in that state of fear. Well, that's it. Yeah. I'd love for you to touch on that. It's just like removing fear completely, or even like a, uh, a strategy for that, you know, cause I'll catch myself in cycles. One of the things I'll share with my clients is just that, you know, um, it's just to catch yourself in the emotion. So, cause right now we're in it, everything coming from the screen is frightening. If you lived, if you were a uh, Mennonite, I know this, my uncle has a family of a, his, his partner way out uh, in what's that, what's that Island in Vancouver. That's not Vancouver. It's, it's higher up. It's Northeast. It's like starts with a G like you know I'm talking about like Ida Gwaii. Yes, yes, yeah. it's a strange name. Out there, see, saw these pictures. They've got little excavator, right? And just the most magical sunset on the ocean coast, you know. And, you know, I don't really want to live that lifestyle per se, but it sounds pretty good right now. But those people with no TV and maybe a bit of radio for two years have just been so chill. You know, mm -hmm. they haven't had any of this no. nonsense. There's no fear coming in from anything right now. They're not going to be worried about Ukraine. They're not going to be worried about the bank crowd. They're not going to be worried. They haven't had any. So no. what the hell is the point of me? Like, I want to get out of this simulation as much as I can, but it seems like I've chosen a field of work where I'm seeking knowledge and I'm seeking discernment and truth and journalism and things like that. So I'm drawn into this bucket and it, and it still affects me, right? It's like mental nutrients. It can't not affect me whether true or not. Like if I say, don't imagine uh, Donald Trump, right? Or don't imagine uh, President Biden, you know, either of them with poop on their head, depending on which one you like, <laughs> you know, your mind has to go do that. And so I wonder if there's a way to, th that you would suggest for people to break that fear paradigm, because obviously that's what they tried to do with you. That would be horrible. Like you said, it, people can't imagine, and I, I'm pretty good at it. So people can 
people can imagine, but I like really put myself in your shoes when 60 days, okay, 20 days of when am I getting out? You can only go see the court and they're giving you no time. And then 30 days for that's going to feel like an eternity. It is right. And then, and then now while you're down in this like dungeon of hell, so to speak, right. Then they're trying to throw threats your way that are actual physical reality threats. You know, you're like, Holy crap. That's another. So what else are they going to throw at me? Yeah. And so I just be curious, your thoughts of the average Joe, just accepting, you know, some people are, don't want to lose their income. They don't want to lose uh, their house. They don't want to lose their bank account. They don't want to lose, they don't want food shortage or whatever. And I kind of, you know, played that one out my mind. I was like, I'm just going to go to Kimberly, British Columbia, where uh, they need to count deer as people. There's so many friggin' deer in Kimberly, British Columbia. They're never going to go hungry. I'm, I'm skateboarding and there's two deer on top, just literally watching all of us skate. I was like, is this odd to know? (laughs) Like, this is amazing, you know, on the front lawns. And so there's food everywhere. Um, You know, for the vegans, I'm sure we'll, we'll grow some trees too, but you know, there's meat too. So <laughs> but anyway, so I, I, can you speak on that a little bit? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a, there's a, a Bible verse that says, bring every thought into captivity. So you can take those thoughts captive and it's practical. Mm. It's practical stuff. Like it, it, it tells you how to do that. You know, like it doesn't tell you how to do it, but it tells you, you can do that. So when you, when those thoughts come, you can just say, no, I'm, I'm not accepting that thought and it has to go. It's like a, it's a contract. Like literally you buy into that suggestion hmm. and, and almost all their suggestions are along the fear base, you know, get you into a fear situation because you're ineffective. If you're fearful, like uh, there's just no way you're, you, and you probably know this better than I, you go into that fear state, nothing works. Like you, you, you're kind of, you're kind of ineffective. So you want to stay out of fear. The Bible says fear not. 365 times that's one per day mm-hmm. so and when it says fear not it means there is something that you're looking at that's supposed to be fearful otherwise why would they, why would it say that so like it's not about yeah don't fear something while you're at the beach it's like no you're going to see stuff but don't buy in like don't go into fear mm. there's, there's even it even talks about Satan, like fear not Satan's army or Satan's dominions, which is everywhere. It's our, almost our whole reality. And I thought about, well, I've been safe so far, you know, but it's all this projected potential fears that sometimes get the better of me. And like, but oh the, no. <laughs> but the thing is, there's another story in the Bible where um, the Israelites were way outnumbered. And the prophet, I think it was Elijah or Elisha was standing um you know, what are we going to do that we're outnumbered, you know, tens of thousands to one. And he go and he says, well, those that are with us are more than those that are with them. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he said, said, God, open his eyes so he can see. And he saw in the, in the heavenly realms. Now, remember when Lucifer fell, a third of the angels went with him. That's all it's here. Meaning two thirds didn't come here. So it's, they're outnumbered two to one if no more angels were created and there's no evidence whether they that creation keeps going on but at least two to one so all of their mechanisms and all the you know the spiritual help that they've got is outnumbered we just have to get them in here and they can only come it through legally like they won't break the rules these these ones in here they'll break the rules all the time and so once this 
hits a certain point and there's a default, they're coming in. Period. And the and the ones on the ground know it. So they're trying to keep you in that state where you don't believe any of this stuff and um, and you go into fear. We need to stand up and um, you know continue to to live and to create a, a parallel system and make their system redundant and just ignore them. That's Stop amazing. All. Well, I got I got tingles when you said the two thirds, and I was like, oh yeah. Why do you think they always have to have armor? Is there is there a way that you said angels were created? Did they start as humans like us? Because we're we're definitely in this. We're in for whatever reason. We're in the confusion, right? I think in the Bible talks about the veil. It also talks about the harvest. Any of those things linked? Like when I when I share about that, what's what's your understanding of those ideas? Yeah, there's a harvest coming, um, and that's when when God wins, and there's going to be probably a last minute things. He's you know he's given a few parables where it's at the last minute, the feast is ready, nobody's coming, and then and then all like just all the street people come in and so yeah it's a two-thirds to one-third and um and the angels were made before man so like the angels existed so lucifer existed before man because there's a discussion like i said in genesis genesis one and it's most likely with lucifer and um to make man so they pre-existed man you know man adam the the dna of adam is is fairly recent as far as everything that's gone on in this thing was it the book of enoch where it talks about um adam getting created and then um either he made a mistake or he was lonely and then there was the girl eve got created there's some there's some sort of i think it was the book of enoch told me a new story i didn't think about it was just like there was they forgave a mistake and then made someone else or something like that you know what i'm talking about mm, i don't I remember that, so but... much information so, so <laughs> I, was like, I, I, I just thought it because it was like wait what is like i never heard that one before something but it's a very fascinating book the book of enoch and it talks about the thousand years and it talks about the angels and the watchers what's the difference between an angel and a watcher i think it's i think watchers are angels i think it's more their what their their duty is mm. So they were sent to watch here, I guess, to witness. Um, in my opinion, it's hard to tell, but in my opinion, to witness this, what man does as far as following Lucifer or, or following God to make sure that, you know, everything's happening. But the first set of watchers interbred and um, that caused all kinds of problems. So that was the first genetic manipulation and and god was not pleased with it and that's when the flood happened and, and the whole noah story so this was just prior to noah and that one but the genetics part right now mm-hmm. god was pissed and so he flooded the earth and then he did that but then he gave us the rainbow saying i will never flood the earth again yeah so the next one that that you know it won't be a flood but there, there's another judgment coming because they're manipulating the dna again which is totally unfair because they're trying to get um yeah, part of our DNA is that connection to God. And um, so they're trying to manipulate that. So we, so we lose that connection and that's not fair in the, in the uh, claim thing, you know, like claiming to be God. Well, you can't manipulate it to that level. There's going to, you know, there's, there's, there's a, a line that um, they're crossing right now that um, is not going to be acceptable. 
that yeah that's good to hear because it, it's we're definitely coming to the end times of of what is possible there's the uh, I think he's Klaus Schwab's head scientist or something like that. And he's, he, he, there's like an eight minute clip of him now online where he shows his talks and basically saying like the era of free choice and free will is over because we can hack you and program you and do whatever. And it looks like it, if people are going to quote unquote, choose Lucifer in the scenario, the, the shot is genetic altercation. You have to accept it. Um, then you don't know what kind of level of science and you're accepting, 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 accepting. Do you think if people continue to accept those shots and are completely lost, uh, can they still be saved at least at a soul level or if not a physical? Because the thing is we all die, right? It's just like, but how we die and who we are, right? You know, what, whether you die from the shot or you die from uh, COVID or you die from many, you're going to die. Right. Mm -hmm. It's just, but what choices are you, you making? But a lot of the people who are taking these things, they have no idea. They're just trying to exist. I would, they have to ignore a lot of evidence and they have to be really uh, set in their ways. Um, but there's a lot of people who are just, you know, I'm doing it because of my grandma for, for good reasons. And that was, that's what pisses me off the most, you know, as they use people's good nature against them. Yeah, they do. And that, that, you know, again, going back to that whole thing, using, you know, using God against himself, really. And, and um, so they're manipulating God in a, in, a, in a smaller version. So, but part of contract law is you have to give full disclosure. Otherwise, the contract is void, uh, you know, from the beginning. So you can't, you can't um, hold somebody to a fraudulent contract. So, and like you said, there's going to be some people who had, didn't know anything. There's some people who have been told. And so, you know, where that line is, that's, that, you know, that's up to God to figure, sort all that out. But because there's some willful ignorance, in my opinion, like they've been told, they know, and they're just like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to follow this. So um, people have their, you know, choices. Mm-hmm. Well, Cal, I talked to you all day. I won't take too much more time. I know you're always on interviews. You're working hard. I invite people to check out Empower Movement. So when you think those notice of liabilities, I guess you should give us an Empower update for people who do that. There's a lot of great information. The NOLs are great. I think learning the law is so important. It's not boring like you would imagine, like going to law school. It's very exciting. It's a very spiritual topic. And, um, you know, you learn all about yourself and you learn about how this system works. And I feel like it's a responsibility uh, people should take, you know, it's yeah. like something like, a, you know, like it should be mandatory education, right? That's hidden. So since it's not out there, I need to take it upon myself to educate myself so that maybe it's I'm educating my daughter or her friends or whatever. It's you have to know it. It's like, don't pass, go, don't, don't collect 200 and just start, you know, getting one here and there. You don't have to go crazy with it. And over time, you're going to understand it more. And there's a lot more, right? This COVID thing has created all these groups to choose freedom law summit group empower uh, movement was way before us. We, we came to you for help because all these people began to search. And so you've got these powerful notice of liabilities, which have worked. And now people are saying, okay, well, since this is this deceptive game where they have all these checks and balances in front of them, well, we're going to start to actively look for these cracks in the armor to hold them accountable because what they're doing is mother effing illegal and <laughs> they're causing harm you know yeah. they should be held accountable how are they not you know so right. we want to hold them accountable the right way right yep and get them in the default situation so that that case is over that underlying case is adjudicated and done and we move on 
from this in a, in a, you know, the way we were designed, the way the whole planet, if we're still here, um, was designed, not this imposed systems of, of belief and, and in money and countries and, you know, separation and all that, like we're a flocking species and, um, they've been trying to keep us separate. So, um, yeah, it's all it's all very exciting, and uh, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to the, the next couple of years. To you know, it's going to be bumpy, no doubt about it. But um, we are going to come out, and we're going to come out big time victorious. Not, you know, oh, I barely made it out of there. It's going to be <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be quite spectacular in some way, just like a birth is. Like you, you know, when you had your daughter. You know, there was a lot of uncomfortableness for, especially for your, your wife and you, maybe you were as well as a husband. Sometimes it's like that. Like, and then when labor comes, it's like turmoil. It's like war. Like it's, there's blood and guts and yelling and, you know, in, in most cases, and then there's a new life and, and the baby does not know, you know, you got to understand that whole childbirth thing. The baby is born in that environment, in the womb. It does not know that there's anything outside. Even though it can hear and feel stuff, yeah. it would take it as part of the, this just the, you know, this thing that's in front of me, that's what's making that noise. I can hear something and I can feel something, but it doesn't know that there's an outside, like it, it, there's an outside environment. It has no context for it. So when it's born, all of a sudden, I hear a, I hear a noise. Who's, who's, what's that screaming noise? Oh, it's coming out of me. You know, it, it, not, none of that happened before. And what's this, what's this stuff going in me? Like air, like oh, it's all brand new, right? They had no idea that was coming. All they can feel is like, oh, it's nice and warm in here. And all of a sudden, hey, I'm being pushed around and shoved. And like, this is not comfortable. I'm being flipped. And now I'm have to go through this thing. And like, what is all this, right? <laughs> and we're in that stage where it's it seems really tumultuous. And it is. But it's the birth process to get to the new thing. And we have no context of what it is. Like, we just don't. We can't see it from in here. Because we only... We were all born in here. We don't know what is outside of here. That's a great analogy. Yep, I agree with that. I feel like I'm being tossed, turned around, no certainty. <laughs> uh, well, Cal, this, this has been great, man. It's always a, it's always a pleasure to chat with you. Where should people, uh, if they want to learn more, I know you do a lot of interviews. I don't know if uh, Empower lists them all everywhere. or yeah. you know, I know a lot of people just enjoy your work and your philosophy and your uh, knowledge. So where do they go? Well, we have all our stuff uh, at empowermovement.com and most of the interviews are, are posted there. And, uh, and then we have some, you know, other training material and uh, stuff to look at, you know, to study law, you know, law merchant and, and contracts and all that. And, um, and there's some spiritual stuff there as well. And so it's, yeah, you can, you know, whatever sort of floats your boat, you can kind of get something. <laughs> a lot of people have, a lot of people have, um, it's made an impact in their life. Even the, just the small stuff that we have out there. And they, they, they do write in and say, you know, my whole perspective has changed and, and my life is changing and, uh, in a positive way. And, um, so 
Yeah, it's all good. I believe it. Yeah. I remember the beginning of my law journey, you know, I feel a lot more uh, confident in a lot of areas. And I think a lot of fear comes from just lack of knowledge, right? So that's it. You know, a lot, if you've never camped before, you're going to be afraid, but if you're an outdoorsman, you can survive, whatever you have that knowledge. And so it's just upon us to have that accountability to grow up into the knowledge that we need to get to that next level. And so that's a part of it. Yeah. So Empowermovement.com. Yeah. All right. Cool, Cal. Anything else? You, right. Anything you wish that I'd ask or you want to talk about? You want to leave the listeners with? Favorite Bible verse? What's your favorite one? Uh, you have one? Yeah, I do. Actually, it's Romans 8. I can't remember the exact verse, but it says that, talking about childbirth, that the, um, the creation is um, earnestly waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. So it's like in childbirth, waiting for us to do something. Hmm. And that is, um, we have to be, we have to participate in this. Like we actually have to intend to follow God or, 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 you know, do whatever you're called to do against the system. And, um, we have to actually do stuff. So, so it's waiting for us to manifest. Yeah. I love that. I, I, I don't, again, I don't know where the heck, this could have been from the Bible, the book of Enoch, listening, but it, I don't know if there's a Bible verse that says that, like in the end times, you the whole goal is to do every single thing that you can to, you know, kind of not so much like prevent or fight you, but like save children, like to work in on God's behalf, because we do have children being harmed right now in massive ways in numerous ways, people being harmed. Like this is a time to take action as much as you can. And you might not know that's, I feel like for me, sometimes I don't know how to be effective. Just do what you can and mm -hmm. just keep praying. If everybody just does what they can keep praying in their own field, they're going to figure out what that next level is. Like last year, I didn't feel like I did anything. And then the law summit was something that helped a lot of people but that kind of came naturally. Right. So, you know, I was like, what am I doing? I'm like, I want to do something more. And so if we can all just chip in our little bit and just have that open yep. heart that, you know, like it was the truckers convoy, just to see all these good people, they would give you their shirt off their back. Right. And, and these are the people who are going to build another solution with, with more and better knowledge. So it's like, yep. Oh, they've shut out all the money. All this stuff. It's like, cool. Well, actually one of us has a whole bunch of land and uh, we're connected this certain way. we got all the food we need, right. Just come here. We'll We'll build you a structure, right? It's like the Mennonites that build you like a structure in half an hour. You know, it's better than any madamy home, and you know, just, yeah, that's going to stand forever. So that's a community that we're going to choose to be a part of when we let go of fear and we have to let go of that system, right? It's like, oh well, yeah. now I need another shot to be in the system. Oh, now I need this digital thing. Oh, now I need a stamp on my forehead, right? It's just like you know, just cut yeah. ties. You know, wherever you are now. Just cut ties with it. I think if you do it early enough, you can definitely be accepted or forgiven for the mistakes you've made. And I think, you know, myself, I make mistakes always and I just mm -hmm. try to learn from them and you know, ask for forgiveness and then try to make a better choice next time, you know, but exactly. we're perfect. Yep. Yep. And that's the, that's the key to this. Just get moving, do something and one thing will lead to the next. And, you know, I've just seen that over and over, but don't get stuck. Don't go into fear. Stay out of fear. Um, you know, move towards unconditional love, which is, you know, a pretty high bar, but like get out of fear. Like you got to, even if you have to use anger for a short period of time, um, you got to get out of fear. Agreed. Yeah. All right, Cal. 
Well, right. I'll let you go for real. Okay. <laughs> Have a wonderful day, man. Always great All to right. chat with you. Make sure to check out Cal's work. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you in the next one. All right. Peace. Peace. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the absolutely phenomenal Cal Washington. I hope that you enjoyed that episode. I always love chatting with Cal. Um, if you want to dive deeper on law, check out the Choose Freedom Law Summit that I hosted with myself and Beth Martins. We have over 30 episodes over there. We're still recording episodes, putting out content to help people understand and know their rights and freedoms. And, and there's groups of people as well. So as you're going through your particular uh, issue, you can get into the group in see what kind of solutions you have. So there's a lot of resources. Uh, Choose Freedom Law Summit also has a telegram. So you can hit me up on my telegram, t.me forward slash Matt Belair. Uh, you can find it on Choose Freedom Law Summit. And uh, Cal has got the In Power Movement as well, which is really great. And so... Yeah, I always love talking to him. He kind of blows my mind and have to really process what we talked about, but he always leaves me feeling positive. So I hope that you enjoyed this show. If you want to support, please do what you can to get the word out. Leave a review, become a member at Matt Belair. That's really supportive as well and appreciated. And if you want to look at any of the training that I have, uh, Zen Athlete, Soul Compass, the Quantum Heart Hypnosis is a series of audios that are very powerful. And then it, you can design your own. So there's a template in there for you to design your own. So I go over through a lot of uh, common uh, limiting beliefs and challenges people have like developing unstoppable self-worth uh, abundance getting clear on what you want to design a five-year plan things like that uh, but you can also shape your own as well so uh, hopefully you'll enjoy those resources uh, thank you so much and now uh, let's come into a state of peace and coherence wherever you are in the world just stop what you're doing take in a deep breath in through your nose hold that breath and let it out slowly filling every cell muscle and fiber of your being with joy, peace, compassion, curiosity, faith, courage, and get ready to enjoy the rest of your day. So thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.